we also need to look at big picture ways for us to crunch that data too, to be able to get great results, aggregate data, maybe use some AI models over time to pull out the most important information for members to be able to look at that information and say, where do we need to go next? What are the most important things for brokers and agents to use in their data sets? And welcome to the Triangle Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Fagioli. And on today's episode, I got to have a great conversation with Sam DeBoard. Sam is the CEO of something called RESO, which is the Real Estate Standards Organization. And before you check out and go, uh, real estate standards, let me tell you how powerful the RESO standard is and how much it affects agents and brokers without you even knowing it. It makes your life easy and allows your listing to be syndicated in a much more powerful way. And it's getting easier and easier and better and better and more powerful all the time. And Triangle MLS is a big part of making it all happen for you. So check out this short episode to get some understanding of why Riso is so powerful and what it's doing for agents and brokers at Triangle MLS. So I can't wait to share my interview with Sam with you. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to the Triangle Real Estate Podcast. I'm Matt Fagioli, your host. And today I get to hang out and talk with an old friend, um, also the CEO of this thing called Riso, which we're going to tell you about. Uh, so let's welcome Sam DeBort. How you doing, man? Doing well. How you doing, Matt? Good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Great to see you and uh, glad to be having this conversation. And, um, you know, the 16,000 members of Triangle MLS are um, listening to this. And, um, you know, I know uh, having been an agent and a broker um, for a long time, longer than I'd like to admit, um, you know, I, I think, you know, agents and brokers in the triangle are out working every day and trying to sell a house and manage agents and all the things that agents and brokers do. And, um, you know, Riso's in the background doing a lot of cool stuff, but not everybody knows what the heck it is and, and why it's helpful. So uh, that's what we're here to answer today. And um, before we dig into all that, though, look, can you just give give the, our audience just a little bit of background on Sam and Riso? Sure. Um, again, my name is Sam DeBoard. Uh, I was a Coldwell Banker broker for about 20 years um, before I came over to the RESO side, but did a lot of work in um, MLS Association Technology Policy with NAR. So that's how I got introduced to Real Estate Standards Organization, which as a broker and agent, I really didn't know much about either. There wasn't um, a whole lot of reason to know what the guts of the technology were. Now I knew why a lot of my technology didn't work or just that it didn't work the way I would like for it to, um, but I wasn't sure why. So that was kind of one of the things that opened my eyes to um, what people started really 20 years ago as an idea. And then about 10 years ago as an independent organization to really bring together some of the um, brightest minds in the industry the MLS organizations, the technology vendors, the brokers, and say, we need to make it easier for our brokers and agents to work with their customers um, with technology. And that's really the base of, of RESO is bringing efficiency to 
um, really everybody in the transaction. That's what it was founded for. Well, you know, you, you talked about the fact that uh, you were an agent and, and a broker also, right? Or no? Yes. Yeah. And so, but, you know, some years ago, if, you, if, if you're listening to this and you've only been in real estate for five years, um, a lot, there's a lot of ease of use in terms of the way that technology works all around real estate that wasn't there 10 years ago. And Riso is in the middle of making that, um, making that all work. Can you talk a little bit, Sam, about, you know, kind of what that journey was like? And, you know, I know you weren't at Riso the whole time, but you experienced it. So um, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. As a broker, um, well, you remember as well as I do when nothing was connected. So you could create a listing. It, maybe it didn't flow from the MLS into your broker back office tools. Um, it might show up three different ways at three different prices and two different statuses on one of the national websites. Um, we didn't really have great mobile apps. Um, and even at a time when a lot of other industries were getting some great technology um, and mobile technology, real estate was felt like it was lagging behind a little bit there. Um, so we sort of experienced that as a you know problem. Um, but we don't think about technology standards a lot. I think in the industry, if you're a broker or an agent, you're, you're doing day-to-day business. So I think uh, you know a good way to think about it is just your regular technology you use. So you've got a cell phone, maybe it's an iPhone. Um, and the iPhone, you expect that you can still use Google Chrome or a Microsoft app maybe, or Facebook. And these are all companies that don't like each other, they're competitors, but they agree to work together on a standard so that all those systems can talk to each other. So you and your customer, your client, can send listings back and forth to each other. Um, and that's really the, the essence of Reso. Um, what it was created for is to make those things kind of work together. You probably bought wireless headphones um, and whether they're made by Apple or Sony or their Beats headphones, they can connect to an iPhone or a PC or a Samsung um, tablet because that's a standard. There's a standard of Bluetooth and the Bluetooth organization is what makes all those things connect with a universal language. So that's really what the folks at Riso came together to build was a universal language for technology so that you can input a listing at your MLS. It can flow into your broker tools, your commission payment tools, your agents listing alerts, um, and to those national websites and apps. And they can all talk to each other through the universal language that we create. Because all those companies are member organizations of resale. They're all a part of that process. So they all agree that that's what's going to bring you efficiency. Hmm. Man, that those are great examples and analogies. Um, and I think it makes a ton of sense. You know, the you talked about the the Bluetooth organization and the headphones, and I think that that ties in really well. You know, there's always a new piece of technology launching in in real estate, and that was always that was a nightmare for sure ten years ago um, for a new tech company to come in and try to talk to all the MLSs and try to figure out you know how to make sense of the myriad of you know different systems. Uh, that existed. And, you know, the fact that that isn't the case anymore is uh, a testament to, to Riso. Um, you know, Triangle, I know, has been, uh, you know, a member and a contributor 
for a long time with Riso and you know, a lot of the MLSs um, are, I think, if I you know understand it correctly, are the ones that kind of made this all happen. Is that accurate? I, it is. It is. Triangle's been a big supporter for a long time. Um, the MLS community really came together and made this happen. Uh, the MLS community and their technology vendors who said, we need to make this easier for our customers. Um, and so that's why you see now something we take for granted, which is that MLSs have transaction management software, maybe e-signatures, um, you know, again, these things that flow into your onboard MLS CMA tools or independent CMA tools. Um, the MLSs were the ones that knew, even though there may be 500 of them, which is still a little bit of a logistical battle for technology vendors to move up in the space, at least if the new technology companies can have a standard way of accessing the data um, from a technical perspective, it takes away some of those barriers. So it allows all of the new tech that you see coming to the MLSs, um, you know, for agents, whether it's your independent tools you use with your clients or whether it's the ones you're using right there on board in your core MLS system, it allows more competition there. And that's really the key. It's just allowing new companies to compete and obviously the incumbents um, to, to move faster and be more competitive. Um, the end of the day, the benefits consumers, and that's you. I mean, the brokers and agents, you're the consumers of this technology, obviously, as well as your clients. Um, but it's been, um, it's been great to have, I think we have 500 MLSs certified on our system. So we not only create the standard with our member organizations, but we have technology tools that run tests on all of these systems um, to make sure they comply with the standard, because a standard is a great idea, but a standard with a test is something that's kind of where the rubber meets the road. Um, and so you can ensure whether you're just buying tools yourself as a broker or whether your MLS is paying for those tools um, that you've got sort of that seal of approval with a certification that says these things have gone through the ringer and they're really going to integrate with your other tools, which is kind of what everyone's looking for. They want all of their different systems to talk to each other. Um, so that's the other the other big benefit of what our, our members do is create that certification side. Hmm. Man, awesome. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about where it's all going? What's the roadmap look like for Riso and, you know, the MLS partners and the tech vendors that, that all rely on it? Sure. Um, I think one thing that our, our folks understand and sometimes love and sometimes don't that um, technology is always changing. So there will always be a new version. Um, we've got what's called the data dictionary. That's kind of part of the language of how the technology talks to each other. There will always be a new version. We're always adding new things to our markets. You've got local unique things that you do in Triangle that are different than other MLS marketplaces. Um, so there will always be new additions to standards, new things to certify. Um, I think the exciting thing right now is the U.S. has kind of proven out that this works in their technology. Um, Canada is taking this on right now. So the individual boards are converting to our standards now. Um, the Canadian Real Estate Association is moving their nationwide aggregated data that they send to their brokers over to the standard. Uh, we just certified a company in the Dominican Republic. And we've got about 20 countries who are looking at contracts or negotiations on ways that they can pick up um, because they see that it works because our member organizations have done that work and they've proven out that this technology works for us. So it's, it's exciting in terms of big picture there. 
Wow. So, so Riso starts becoming a global standard. Is that what I heard? I, you know, what we've always said is real estate's local, but technology is global. So just like all the tools, all the technology vendors that agents and brokers are using, they can work in any marketplace. They might need to be tweaked. We've got multi-language models to make sure that um, you can do these sort of things internationally. Um, we worked with Canadian Real Estate Association to put a French Canadian layer on because in some provinces they're required to have both French Canadian and English um, in their advertising. So um, that's, that's really the, the beauty of standards. They can be global, but they can also be adjusted to your local market. Hmm. Cool. Um, I want to talk about video just for a second. Uh, and I'm not sure I'm going out on a little bit of a limb. I'm not sure if it applies, but um, you know, triangle has launched some really interesting video initiatives of late. And uh, there's certainly an, an ever growing uh, appetite in uh, for real estate video videos of properties, uh, connecting all of that stuff well to the listing and all of that. How does that play in in terms of Riso? Yeah, and actually, we had your folks out to talk a little bit about it at our um, most recent conference in San Antonio, um, because it is, um, even though video doesn't seem like cutting edge, we still have a lot of work to do in the real estate industry. And what Triangle is doing is pretty cutting edge for um, the MLS industry right now. So um, we need to work with those technology vendors to make this easier for the MLSs to share any sort of rich media content. You've got you know, 3D plans and floor plans and 360 videos. Um, and traditionally at the MLS level, we've said 25 photos and maybe a link to a, a virtual tour. Um, and, and at this point, our, our customers need more than that. Our agents and brokers need to be able to do more than that. And if the MLS can be at the center of allowing them to do that, then they don't have to go out to 15 other vendors um, and find ways to get that rich media out to their consumers. They want to be able to share that with their consumers through any platform. Um, and some of the things that Triangle's working on are things that um, will really make that easier for everyone. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, speaking as an agent and a broker, you know, real video shouldn't be a hack that you have to figure out, like, how do I present this information? And I think, you know, Triangle is, uh, you know, at the forefront of, winning that finally in, in 2023. Um, so, so that's awesome. Um, a couple other questions for you, Sam, um, anything brewing that, uh, in your side of the world in terms of, you know, AI and, uh, you know, uniqueness of descriptions and, and, and even things like, you know, pulling, uh, search criteria from images and all, you know, all that kind of, bleeding edge stuff. Can you speak to some of that? Sure. I think that's hitting everybody right now. We're all talking about what that's going to do. Um, you know, we have worked with a handful of AI companies that are member organizations in looking at how will we want to describe media going forward? How will we want to pull information out of images, out of videos, put that right into a real estate listing? whether that's allowing someone to jump to you know certain places in a video about a property listing with that additional rich information in there um so that's you know something that these companies are already doing at the mls level um, and can be really helpful from our perspective even just dealing with what we already have is is a big lift though um, the mls industry generally in the us 
has lots and lots of local unique things. Um, and those are important for us to be able to capture. But when you look at the entire data set, which we can look at because we certify 500 MLSs, we have about a half a million local fields in MLS data sets across the country. So clearly those are not all standardized at this point. Um, and, and some of those may never be, we always talk about if you're in Hawaii and miles to volcano is an important field for you, well, that's great <laughs> for Hawaii, but that's not going to be in a lot of other markets. So miles to volcano is 5,000, I think from Atlanta. <laughs> I think you're okay. I think you're in good shape there. Um, but we also need to look at big picture ways for us to crunch that data too, to be able to get great results aggregate data, maybe use some AI models over time to pull out the most important information for members to be able to look at that information and say, well, where do we need to go next? What are the most important things for brokers and agents to use in their data sets? And are we supporting them very well with that? And we find really, really interesting things um, when we dig into the data sets right now. We talk to um, the National Association of Realtors um, and a lot of your folks will know what FERPDA is, the Foreign Seller Tax Reporting Act. Um, hey, this is a G-rated podcast they're saying. <laughs> um, so that's not something that's in the data dictionary yet because our process is member organizations need to come to us and say, we'd like to add this to the data dictionary. And then we vet that out. Um, but now we have these broad analytics across the industry so we could pull that information down. And we found 20 MLSs that have fields that say something like foreign seller, FERPTA, FERPTA seller. Um, and we can use those analytics now to start making decisions about what can kind of programmatically be added to support people. And if that's a standard field that's in 20 plus MLSs, um, you know, we can use a lot more of that kind of information. And it may be that, you know, machine learning is part of that process in the future. Cool. Awesome. Well, last question for you. Um, is there anything that you can share with agents and brokers here in Triangle that um, are, you know, is there a mistake that people make over and over and over again with the way that they input listing data that's hurting their syndication, their search results, uh, you know, it's anything like that, that I always wondered at, you know, from a, from a high level perspective, if there's something that people do over and over and over again, that like, if they just change this one thing, they would get better results. Anything like that? That's a good question. You know, the one thing I always said um, when I was managing agents was stop putting 999 in your price because everybody <laughs> searches on websites and apps now and they end in zeros but that's sort of a silly basic one. Um, I think, you know, just being aware that if there's something um, that you can do in a way that, and this is gonna sound um, selfish at Riso, standard ways that you think that a large technology company could find what you have, that would be the way you wanna describe things. To describe things in a way that if you figure not just you know the big websites of the world, but now these crawlers and search engines and open AIs and everything else is out there. They're gonna be looking for standard ways of identifying things and then showing it to customers. And I think that's gonna make a big difference for people long-term if they want to get that kind of visibility in probably much more complex, advanced intelligent searches that we'll have in the future. 
Awesome. That's good insight. Yeah. I was thinking while you were giving your answer that it probably is really helpful to write your descriptions in all caps and use a lot of exclamation points. That may be that may be the best way to find your search results. This one won't last, Matt. It won't last. That's a great way to end, man. <laughs> Sam, thanks a lot, man. Uh, really appreciate you being here. It's been great. Yeah, great chatting with you again. Thanks for having me.